Welcome into the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and today is Wednesday, January 15th, and I guess I have to sadly recap the dominant LSU victory over my Clemson Tigers, but we could also talk about the Houston Astros saga and the surprising retirement of Luke Keekley. But first, we have an amazing guest on the show today, and that is NFL Draft prospect Kyle Duggar. Kyle is from a D2 school called Lenore Ryan, where he had an amazing career and is drawing a ton of NFL buzz. So without further ado, let's get right into it. It. All right, we have a very special guest today and is a NFL draft prospect, Kyle Duggar. Kyle, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you. Now, you've had a obvious phenomenal career down in uh, the, the collegiate level in Division II football. Throughout your career, you had 237 tackles, 10 interceptions, 36 uh, pass breakups, six forced fumbles, and six recoveries. You hear those stats, and how do you reflect on your great college career with the Bears? Um, I think more about uh, the stuff I did. I could have done better, to be honest with you. Uh, I feel like uh, that that's good. Those are good, okay numbers. But I feel like I really wish I could have capitalized on other things. You know, uh, um, part, parts that I missed, maybe interceptions that I missed, or plays that I that I missed out on. I kind of those are kind of the, the thoughts that haunt me more and come in my mind more than anything. Now, you're also named the National Defensive Player of the Year at the D2 level. What does that mean to you? Oh, that's, that's huge. Just because um, I wasn't able to play a full season this year, so I didn't expect it. And, and um, I, I do, I work a lot in my offseason, and, and this is the kind of stuff I work towards uh, to be recognized, not so much just for this, but it, it definitely um, – makes me know that my work is, is paying off and that people are taking notice that I've been putting in work. So it, it means a lot to me. For the off season, you're preparing for the NFL draft. How are you doing that? Um, I'm training at a place in uh, Santa Ana, California called Proactive with uh, Athletes First. Uh, any special like treatments you're doing over there? What are you trying to improve upon over there in California? Uh, yeah, the biggest thing here is, is – uh, getting healthy and staying healthy, that's been the biggest emphasis. Um, really getting our starts in and kind of filling in a lot of what the season took out took out of me. Um, rejuvenating strength and, and burst and, and explosiveness and, and then tightening up, crisping up uh, any drill work and, and technique, things that I can fix um, as much as possible for before the senior bowl. Yeah, uh, speaking of the Senior Bowl, you, you got invited to that. Congratulations. What do you plan to show everyone at the game? Uh, I, I want to show everything that I got. I want to show um, every aspect of my game um, at a high level. That's the goal for me, to be able to show versatility and at a high, high level, play play well, and just kind of just show off uh, everything that I can do uh, at the highest level possible. If you can compare yourself to a current NFL player, who would it be? Ooh, current. Um, I really, I really can't think of nobody. Do I, <laughs> do I have to think of somebody? Uh, you don't have to. I mean, or you can always say yourself too. You want to stand out in the crowd, you know? Uh, I definitely would like to kind of be one of those players that um, doesn't really favor too many in a good way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I don't. <clears throat> 
there's a lot of lead faces that I try to take things from, but I don't really, I don't know if I could say I play like them, but but I definitely want to kind of become one of those players that that's really in, individualized and having my own game. Yeah, got to be unique in your own game. Now, a lot of draft prospects have that moment where they know they're capable of playing in the NFL. What was and when was your moment? Um, my moment was probably <clears throat> um, this offseason. Honestly, um, we were when I was training with uh, not this offseason, but last offseason. I was training with a lot of NFL guys, and in the way of uh, just going through drills and and doing things with them and talking and, and training with them. And being able to compare myself to them definitely gave me a lot of confidence in, in that aspect, and also just being able to play at a high level at this uh, at the Division Two level as high as I can, um, based off my competition, that's definitely giving me confidence as well. Have you been interviewed so far by NFL teams or any scouts? Uh, yes, I, I've done a couple of interviews. You don't have to say the team, but how have they been going? They've been going really well. I feel like um, a lot of them are. Um, don't expect me to be as uh, humble as I as I am, but um, they've been going really well. I feel like a lot of them I've been able to connect with with the personnel on not just the football level, but letting them know that I'm not you know I'm I'm actually a good person and that um, I have high character. So I think they've been going really well. Now I have seen like NFL articles, draft diamond uh, articles as well, and you're a really big guy and very physical too. Would you be open to playing some linebacker in the NFL? I definitely would be open to it. I mean, for me, it's not really – I'm not a very picky person. I'm not picky at all when it comes to being able to allow an opportunity to play at the next level. So if that's where uh, I have received opportunity, then that's, I have no problem with that. You said you're also not picky. Do you prefer like a 3-4 defense, 4-3, or whatever defense? I actually been playing a 4-2-5 off of my whole college. Actually, I think my whole college career we played that as a base defense. So <clears throat> that's probably most what I say I'm most comfortable in, having that nickel in all the time, that star nickel position. But I think it'd be, uh, I think a 4-2 would be probably more to my liking um, left and next level. Okay, so I'm going to ask you like a question, give you two options. You're going to have to pick which one you prefer. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. All right, sweet. So first one is, are you a PlayStation guy or an Xbox guy? Definitely, definitely PlayStation. I got, I got the PlayStation right now, ready to go. What games do you like playing? Um, I like Madden. That's probably my number one right now. I like, I like Fortnite and I like 2K. I play a lot of GTA 5 when, I, when I'm in the, kind of that mood and when I have my friends online. So I say maybe Madden and Fortnite first. Now, in Madden, what's the your favorite game uh, mode to play? Uh, I've been stuck on Ultimate Team lately. I've been fiending over it a little bit. I've been playing it a whole lot. Uh, every time I'm on, I, I get on Ultimate Team, and I try to uh, knock out challenges and earn a bunch of the Hall of Fame, great players and all that. So I, Ultimate Team really been what I've been stuck on lately. Now, when you play someone in Madden, what team do you like to pick? I like to get the, uh, the Falcons. That's kind of my team I like to play with. I feel like it's good enough I can beat anybody with them. You said that you also play 2K. You know, in the my career, what build do you usually make? Uh, <laughs> I think it's the um, playmaking slasher guard or something along those lines. Kind of like the uh, the long, the long, uh, long arm. I do my height, weight, exact height and weight. So I, was I try just... to do like a playmaking build. 
I was going to say, so you like breaking people's ankles and dunking on people pretty much. I, actually, I don't think, what, the one I had, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to dunk on people too much, <laughs> but I know my athleticism, my slashing should be good, and my defense, and, and passing should be real good. So, Since we're on basketball, are you a Michael Jordan guy or a LeBron James? Oh, uh, man. I used to be Jordan, but I'm, I'm a LeBron guy 100% now. You know, I don't think there's no doubt about it, but you know how that goes. How do you feel with LeBron James and the Lakers this year? I feel like they should win it all. If they don't, I have a very opportunity for LeBron to kind of close on Jordan in the ring conversation. <laughs> it's going to be kind of low because with Kevin Durant out and Steph Curry and the Warriors going through what they're going through, this is definitely the year Lakers and should be. So for speaking of rings, we have Clemson and LSU going on right now. Who do you think is going to win? I think I think LSU is going to win it. I think LSU is going to take it. Yeah. Last question for you: Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Now we're down to four teams. Who do you think is going to do it? Um, honestly, I could see the 49ers winning it all. Oh man, you really got to pick the 49ers. I'm a Packer fan, man. So. Uh, <laughs> I like to get yellow, but I love Aaron Rodgers. But I really, I actually, I like to see them win too. I think, they, and they hot, they they pretty hot too. So I think they can get it done. The Forty ers got a great defense too, and the first time yeah. they played against each other, that was that what Nick Bosa, I believe, just tormented them. Yeah, it went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, Kai, we appreciate you joining the show. I want to wish you the best of luck in the Senior Bowl. Stay healthy, and with the NFL draft process, we're gonna keep watching you and your journey, and hope to see big things out of you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on again. I appreciate Kyle coming on the show. It was a great time talking to him. We're definitely going to have him in the future at least come back. It was awesome to talk to him. He is going to have tons of success in the NFL. I'm going to tell you this. The He's projected to go in the second or third round. And, I mean, I guess it's respectable. D2 school might not know much about him. But I'll tell you this, man. He is going to be a steal wherever he lands up. And, you know, he knows I'm a Packer fan. And I really hope that the Packers maybe make it, you know, hey, give him a call or something like that. Maybe bring him over a little bit. Because I feel like he would fit great in Green Bay. Young guys, a winning a winning formula down over there, or really up over there. I mean, it would love to see him there. He is going to do big things regardless of where he goes to. And I hope he knows that. A lot of big things coming his way. Stay healthy, my man. Good luck in the NFL draft and best of luck in the Senior Bowl. Do your thing. We're going to do our thing here first. But first, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. You don't have to spend any money on it, which is always a great thing. Uh, There's also certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can also make money off your podcast. So first of all, it's free, and you get to make money off it. Come on, this is a win-win situation there. And also, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so let's get right into this thing a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little upset, and we're I'm recording this podcast show at 11.10 p.m. at night. Yeah, I'm still upset about Clemson losing to LSU. Here's the thing. I'll be completely honest. Did I think Clemson will win this game? No, I was not going around saying, like, I felt good. Like, the Alabama-Clemson game, I felt good about Clemson winning. I was like, yeah, we're going to blow them out. And I actually, I will play it back. I have to find, I got to find it again. Just 
deep down into my sports show on uh, from the upper deck on our college radio station every Sunday night from 6 8. I got to go back and find it. But I'd said it like I, Clemson is going to, I feel like, in my opinion, at that time, they were going to destroy Alabama. They're going to show that they're the big dogs on, uh, at the college uh, D1 level. But um, no, I did not feel confident about this because Joe Burrow is amazing. I love Coach O, man. He is building a great program down there in Louisiana. But also, I mean, LSU has some dogs, man. They're always great defensively. They got those receivers, Justin Jefferson, which he's going to look good in that green and yellow too. I would love to see him in there. Uh, they have some dogs, and Joe Burrow going to be the number one pick without a doubt. He was fantastic. What, 60 touchdowns in a, in a college season? That is a record. That is just absolutely phenomenal. Great for him, he, and I thought it was great for Coach O to win. And then you got Joe Burrow smoking the cigar on the couch too. Like, come on. This this was a – here's the thing. For Clemson, I was if there was one team I wanted to lose to, LSU was that team. I respect Coach O. I respect those players. They're a bunch of dogs over there. They have a great program. See – if Clemson lost to Ohio State, I would be disappointed because, like, everyone kept saying about Clemson, like, they haven't faced anyone good. They're not going to do good in the college football playoffs. Yet, okay, they might be got a few calls that helped them a little bit, but, hey, they ended up winning. I hate when people mention, like, oh, Ohio State would have put up a fight over Clemson. Well, if they would have put up a fight over Clemson, they should have beat them. And that was the same thing when Alabama, I believe, played Oklahoma uh, last year. Uh, if Oklahoma, And people are saying, oh, Oklahoma would have given them a fight. Well, you should have beat Alabama. Simple. Just beat your team, and you can maybe put on a case. They didn't. Clemson won against Ohio State. We lost to a respectable opponent. I appreciate LSU, and I love LSU, what they've been doing over there. No Tigers, we always got to stick together, I guess. But, hey, nonetheless, though, I mean, on the bright side, our college football team for Clemson died and beat the number three team in the in the nation. Duke. I can, number three team in the in the nation. Duke. I cannot believe this because I picked um, I picked Duke in the spread. By, I th- it was 11. And it went into halftime. My, my roommate's a huge Duke fan. He's like, hey, Duke usually does this. They start off slow, but then they are really good in the second half. I'm like, okay, all right, I trust you. I don't really watch Duke basketball as much. I usually pay attention more towards the, the end of the year, and I also pay attention for, like, the the like the like Mac schools and everything like that so I can make bets on them, so I know I can make some smart bets. Like, you would think D, uh, Duke, number three team in the nation against a 9-7 and seven Clemson, like, you got to expect, like, Duke is going to win that game because Duke is the far superior ba- basketball team. Regardless, too, because Clemson beat North Carolina. North Carolina is not that good of a school this year, and it's sad to see that because North Carolina gone jump man a little bit. Michael Jordan there. They put. They've had a, a few good seasons. I mean, Kobe White, my North Carolina guy with the Bulls. You gotta love those guys. But just they're not not doing as well this year. Carolina, uh, Clemson for the first time in Clemson history beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill. They're now one in fifty nine, which. I guess it's something to be proud of because, hey, we finally did it. But 1-59 is not a sexy record. And, hey, Clemson beat Duke. It was in Clem- It was in Clemson, not at Duke. So, I, I still, I mean, you still say, like, hey, we beat the number three team in the nation. And I think that's beautiful about college basketball this season. There's no clear-cut be- best team. Like, last year, everyone was saying Duke. Duke, Duke, Duke is the best team in the nation. You can't compete with them, so on and so on and so on. And this year, I mean, we've had so many number one teams that have fallen, and it's great to see. It's great to see that there's no clear cut team because that means anyone can win this thing. And regardless, even when Duke was really, really good, anyone could still win. Even with Kentucky when they were a powerhouse, 
I mean, you can still win it, but the likelihood of like, oh well, everyone's saying like this team's gonna win it, this team's gonna win it. Like they, you had a case for a for that team and maybe a few others. This year, you have a case for pretty much everyone, which is awesome to see. And that's what college basketball and college sports should be about. Everyone should have a case for a national championship. And well, hey, Duke is there, and they're still a good school. I mean, Grand, do I think we'll beat them in like in the ACC championship? Probably not. But hey, we get the bragging rights for now. Get you. I mean, hey. Clemson is now a officially a basketball school. I proclaimed it now. We beat Duke and beat North Carolina in the same season. I don't care if North Carolina is good or not. We are officially a basketball school. And also, also, our, our football team died yesterday, or really two days ago. So come on, give me some like a little leeway. I, I, yeah, beat Clemson winning. I get for those Clemson students over there. Come on, they gave them a little, a little uh, nice. Um, like, hey, man, don't worry about it. We got, I guess, other good sports going on here. But, um, yeah, so, that, I mean, Joe Burrow had a great day. And for Trevor Lawrence, man, here's the thing. I hate when people are, you know, on Twitter kind of bashing Trevor Lawrence. And, hey, it's Twitter. It's the internet. It's going to happen no matter who you are. But, come on, this guy's what, a 19, 20-year-old kid. He's been undefeated in college football. He's 29-0 and going into this game. He lost his first collegiate game. He's human, guys. He's human. It. It sucks to say I'm a Clemson fan. I, he's human. He did not look good. A bunch of overthrows and a bunch of underthrows. I have seen the underthrows throughout the season. The overthrows, not as much. But the underthrows were definitely there. And LSU just made him uncomfortable. And, I mean, this was a... I mean, this was just... Trevor Lawrence struggled. And we saw Trevor Lawrence as human. I hope for Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. Maybe they think, like... I don't think they had that mentality, like, oh, we can beat anyone. Or, like, well, you really should. But, like, oh, we're by far better. We don't have to be our best to beat this team. I hope now they're, like... Hey, we have to be our best in order to beat this team. But uh, regardless, I, I do think, I mean, people, and I skip Bayless saying, like, he's not the number one pick next year. Like, come on. He is the number one pick. Your teams are already tanking. Like, teams were tanking two years ago for Travis Lawrence. Ask uh, Miami Dolphins, because I don't think they're going to really take two attack of Iola. They might have a good chance to take him. But, like, come on. Like, I, they got Josh Rosen. They might give him one more shot. I don't know. We'll see. Like, hey, let Josh Rosen play out his last year, I guess. And if Josh Rosen doesn't succeed, Trevor Lawrence is our guy. And come on, Sunshine is really, really good. You would want that guy on your team. I would want that guy on my team. I'm a Packer fan, and I'm like, hey, we're, hey, we're in the playoffs right now. We got Aaron Rodgers, but I ha- I have no problem, you know, getting Trevor Lawrence to learn from Aaron Rodgers. Or the worst thing to happen would be if Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the New England Patriots. That would be a disaster going from Tom Brady to Trevor Lawrence. And hey, even the Bears are, and I, I'm not a big Bears fan, but I respect the Bears. I'm one of those Packer fans where I'm like, I hate the Bears no matter what. Bears, uh, anti-Bears 24-7. But like, I would hate to see Trevor Lawrence in Chicago. And that, that could possibly be a real, that could be a real possibility of what happens with Mitch Trubisky next year. And I was just going to say this, like when Deshaun Watson was up there, I thought the Bears were going to get Deshaun Watson. I was not ready for that because I love my boy Deshaun Watson. He is a baller. And I'm always, I will always be thankful to the Chicago Bears and Ryan Pace for taking Mr. Trubisky and trading up for Mr. Trubisky. I always make fun of them for that. That's probably like the one like anti-Bear thing I would do is make fun of them for passing on Deshaun Watson, a miracle worker, and pat- passing on an MVP caliber player and fight- fighting for the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. So... That's the only thing I'm going to say about Chicago. Like I will take huge shots repeatedly and repeatedly after them. But that's not about the Bears today. It's about 
what happened to Clemson. And this was about this today or yesterday, I should say, two days ago. It was about LSU. Congratulations to them. It was great to see them win. I'm glad for Coach O. He he is a wonderful guy. The story I have not heard one bad thing about Coach O. And I'm glad he won a championship for LSU. Remember, go Tigers. I yeah, that sounded any good. But anyway, but here's the thing. The beauty of Clemson football for me, they're gonna be back next year. So keep an eye on them. So I mean, I think they're already like the favorites to win, uh, according to Vegas. They're already the favorites to win a next year. Come on, like I do I think they're going to win it next year? I don't know much about the new guy that they're bringing in, and I think there's a lot of possibilities because you're going to lose Isaiah Simmons, uh, Simmons, excuse me. You're going to lose T. Higgins. You're going to lose Travis Etienne. I mean, if they, for some reason, those, I think Isaiah Simmons is a senior, so no matter what, he's going to go. But for some reason, if T. Higgins or, um, or uh, Travis Etienne come back for some reason, oh my Lord. But I don't think those guys are first, second round picks. Those guys are going to have a bright NFL future for them. I, I would love to see him back, but again, go get your money when they have the possibility because anything anything in college could happen and it could ruin your chances of getting, I don't want to say getting drafted, but losing money. And I'm always, I'm always for the player. I'm always, always for the player. Get your money because football, especially football, it doesn't last forever. And we might as well talk about it now. A perfect example of that is Luke Keekley. He hasn't been hurt. But he has surprisingly retired just a few hours ago before we went live on this podcast. He retired 28 years old. That is not old at all. Even for football terms. That's like you're in your prime still. And, well, here's the thing. Luke Keekley has battled some injuries. And specifically concussions. Concussions are no fun to deal with. I've had one. Not fun at all. I, I think I might have I might have had two. See, like, look at this. I can't remember now if I, yeah. But anyway, not that, I don't want to say nothing to joke with either because they are pretty serious. They, you know, further down the road to uh, Luke Keekley retiring. This is a huge surprise. And it kind of raises awareness in the NFL too because a lot of these young guys are retiring. We can go back to Calvin Johnson. He was only 30 years old. Andrew Luck was, what, the under, like 28 years old. Rob Gronkowski, under 30 years old, retiring. Injuries happen in the NFL, and that's why I, I always will say, go get your money. Luke Keekley is one of the highest paid, was one of the highest paid linebackers in the league. He got his money, and he's making a smart decision. He is making a smart decision. It should be about someone's physical and mental health first, rather than playing a game. And I, I'm happy for Luke Keekley. He had a great career, man. He is going to be a. He is going to. I. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. I think he is, and maybe not first ballot, but he would eventually. He will eventually get in, and I hope he does. He's a great guy. He was a great. He was great everywhere. I mean, coverage, uh, pass rushing. I mean, there's there's really no con to Luke Keekley. Like the eighth overall pick from Boston College, really great guy. And I I don't think people should like criticize like oh I know some people are gonna say like oh maybe it was because they fired Ron Rivera. I don't think so because there was a lot of injuries to. Um, Luke Keekley and especially concussions. Decision for him. They're not fun to deal with. Hopefully, no, Luke Keekley, decision for him. He doesn't have to compliment uh he doesn't have to think about coming back to the NFL. Hopefully this is like a decision for him that he feels comfortable with, doesn't feel pressured in for coming back or anything. Like they like people are trying to pressure Rob Gronkowski coming in. That's not a fun thing to deal with too, because you're like, I'm settled, I like where I am right now. I want to just stay where I am. And I hope Luke Keekley um, wherever, if whatever he does, whatever he, uh, doesn't, yeah, again, whatever he does in, uh, retirement, enjoy it. 
and he's 28 years old. He's got a boatload of cash. And let's just say that he will find something. He's a very, very smart guy. He will find something to do in his spare time. Coaching maybe, or maybe in, in like in a booth or somewhere like that. He will, then that's kind of like the typical thing after you retire or anything. I mean, look at Rob Gronkowski right now. But he is a smart guy. It was a huge shocker. Just in the middle of nowhere. I was playing basketball with a few people. We just got done winning, by the way. We we were on a hot tear this this uh, today. I believe like a seven, eight game win streak. Oh yeah, we were phenomenal today. And you want to ask about my performance? I did in my opinion, I did pretty well. Not pretty well during a few few threes. I think my inside game has kind of fallen off a little bit. Might be because of age. Um, 21 years old. And I maybe my I'm, I should be hitting my prime, but my shot has been getting a lot better though. That's the huge thing. When you're getting older, you're supposed to be hitting your shot. So that's good. I'm improving there. But I am not... I don't want to say that I'm like uh, not doing good in driving in my layoffs. Because I'm I'm good. I'm still good at that. I'm just not consistent as I once was. I got compared like to Derrick Rose a couple days uh, last week. Greatest compliment I will ever get. Especially a Chicago kid. If you're in Illinois, you get compared to Derrick Rose. That is the biggest, highest level compliment you could get on the basketball court. But regardless to me, I felt because I have I was a guy that will owe it. Teardropper. The teardropper badge. What we talked about on 2K with uh Kyle. No the guy was a slasher. I was I'm five six and I was a guy that I would go in the excuse me, go in the paint. Crazy floaters, crazy layups. I mean I would do like amazing stuff in the paint. And I still do and I just nice dishes and everything. But I'm just not as consistent with my finishes. And even like like today, like a, there was a couple of floaters that I missed. I was like dang like I should have hit that and like during the game people are like oh don't worry about it don't worry about it and I usually don't I mean I have that football and baseball mentality where like the next play like, focus on the next play don't worry about what happened in la- like the last play or whatever like a couple points ago focus on what's next what you got to do now that's what the type of player I am but, like after the game I'm like looking I'm like talking to myself and like talking to people and I just drop my phone so if you hear that thud that's what it was but um yeah I mean I was I'm usually that guy like I don't worry about what, what happened in the past. But, like, after the game, I will. I'll be like, I should have hit that floater. Like, I was wide open. No one near me. And maybe maybe there was a guy, like, to my right. But to me, like, I'm open. Like, I, I'm a guy that I can make those contested shots. And it's not happening anymore. So, I'm like, hmm, consistently. I still make them, like, maybe once a while. I, I, I don't want to say once a while. Because, like, during a game, like, one game, it could I could be magic. The next game, I could just only hit three-pointers. And, I, again, I'm getting better with the three-pointers. That is good. That's what you're supposed to do with age. Once you get older, you're supposed to stay away from the like driving and everything because sometimes your knees can't take it. My knees can take it though, so I can't make it. And I'm now I'm getting a little disappointed. But again, let's talk about Luke. Get back to Luke Eakley and not my knees or anything like that. Luke Eakley. Um, I mean, an all-time, an all-time great for the Carolina Panthers. He's going to be in their Hall of Fame, and eventually he probably will get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but maybe not as a first ballot. But this guy was a Rookie of the Year. A defensive player of the year. I believe his second or third year in the league. I mean, this guy was phenomenal. He was an all-time great for the Panthers. And he was a guy that a lot of probably a lot of young guys and probably guys that are coming from college looked up to this guy because he was just so good. Did everything well from coverage to blitzing to pressure. I mean, this guy was amazing to watch. And as a Packer fan, we kind of faced the Panthers a couple times. It was fun to watch him, even though he kind of tormented Aaron Rodgers and whoever our running backs were and pretty much laid the wood on receivers running slants and drags. I mean, this was a guy that was phenomenal. It sucked to see. And again, it brings that topic of like health and safety for the NFL because this is this is a retirement because of injury. 
Luke Kuechly has dealt with a ton of concussions. This brings with the Andrew Luck, Rob Gronkowski, Calvin Johnson a couple years ago, that these young guys are retiring. And not all young guys retire, but it's good to see that these players are focusing on the body. Get the, hey, get that contract. Get your money and focus on your health as well, maybe later down the line and everything. Because once you got that money, all right. And usually with NFL players too, they don't get like these MLB contracts or NBA contracts because they're not contact sports. They're they're not their legs aren't going as much. I should say because and MLB, you're you can play forever. You can play until you're like 45. No, you get you play since like you're 18 years old to 45. Do the math there. That's almost 30 years. I mean, you're getting a bunch of contracts throughout the year. Look at Bartolo Colon. Now he might not be in the league today, but look how many contracts he had and look how much millions of dollars he was collecting throughout those years. NBA, Vince Carter. Vince Carter's a good player still and even producing at the age that he has. But look at these contracts that he is getting. These one-year, $2 million, one-year, $4 million contracts. You don't see that much in the NFL. You don't really see guys in their 40s. And they are. They're punters and they're kickers. And I guess the exception to like the exception to like um, Drew Brees and Tom Tom Brady, and we'll see Aaron Rodgers. We'll probably see other quarterbacks as well. But those are the three positions that you really see. And then of course you can't forget about Frank Gore as well. But I, this is a this is a kind of a change that we're seeing in the NFL. Young guys are retiring more. Will it hap- continue to happen? Hopefully not, because maybe that means the NFL is making some changes. But it's something to be aware about. They're taking care of their bodies, great thing, and men- physically and mentally, but the NFL has to do something to maybe improve upon that so that these guys can stay longer and play longer for the product on the field, for the fans, and even for the players as well. But it's it's it kind of, again, it sucks to see Luke Keekley gone. Great player and everything like that. So we'll see. what. And this is a big loophole for now, the Carolina Panthers. They lose one of the all-time greats in their um, in their franchise history, and now they got to fill that middle linebacker position now. And it's for Coach Rule, the new head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Well, your first thing you got to deal with is well, your best player is not going to come back. And on defensive side, maybe the best player for sure is Christian McCaffrey, but still, like the guy, the best guy on your team defensively is not coming back, and that kind of hurts. That really hurts for the Panthers, but. Hopefully, maybe Coach Rule maybe can figure something out. Maybe draft pretty well. Again, it was shocking news. I was playing basketball when this happened. I got back to my room and told my roommate. I thought I told him during basketball, like, hey, Luke Keekley's retiring. He looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he's not a Panthers fan. He's a Bears fan. And I'm like, yeah, man, he, he retired, 28 years old, man. And he was shocked. Every, I think everyone in the NFL and sports world were shocked by this news. But congratulations to Luke Keekley on a phenomenal career. Hopefully, mentally and physically, he can get right and enjoy it too. And that's one thing a lot of players probably, especially at a young age, probably don't do is enjoy retirement. Because you get like Calvin Johnson and like right now Rob Gronkowski. Hey, come back. We need you. We need you. You you get these rumors and you don't want to talk about these rumors anymore because you've made a clear-cut decision that, hey, I am not coming back. I am taking care of myself. But these rumors keep popping up like all year with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Hey, are you coming back for the playoffs at least? And hopefully just enjoy retirement. Hopefully, And Luke Kuechly is a smart guy. I'm pretty sure he's taking care of his money and everything like that. And he'll probably find a job somewhere or if... It could go to broadcasting, whatever he he would like. Smart guy. Hopefully, again, wishing him the best of luck. Take care of himself and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because 
you're not taking that hard beating anymore and everything. You get to spend time with kid, your kids, if he has any, and your wife as well and, and other family members. But let's get into that Houston Astros saga. Holy crap, man. Holy crap. I was in uh, media law and ethics when this was happening. I was walking to class, and I got an update saying the Houston Astros pretty much got screwed. And here's the thing. If you look at this punishment, like the $5 million fine, they don't have a first and second round pick for this year's draft and next year's draft, and they have to suspend uh, the manager and the GM for the whole uh, season, which you look at that as a harsh, like that's very harsh. We have not seen that penalty in Major League Baseball. All of those happening at once. The rest of the MLB is kind of like, what? That's all they got? And I was like, damn, like, y'all really trying to, like, screw over the Astros here. And and rightfully so. They won a World Series. They are really good. Granted, granted, they have really good players on that team. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, George Springer, you know, Garrett Cole at the time, Justin Verlander. Like, granted, these are really good players that they got. But, like, dang, like, you really guys want to wipe them life off the face of the planet if you just say, hey, no, they deserve worse. But and it also brings up a topic too. Like, come on, like you let you let this happen and you give that punishment to them. But Pete Rose gambled on sports. Okay, so what? He is banned for life from Major League Baseball, and all he did was gamble on sports. That's it. You really gonna ban him from life? The greatest hitter in Major League Baseball history, the all-time hit leader. You're gonna keep him out of the MLB? That's crazy. And. That's probably a topic for a different day, but this is a huge, 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 huge story in Major League Baseball, and that kind of stole the thunder of the National Football League because they had a wild divisional round, and you know you had literally the national championship going on a couple hours later. But still, like Major League Baseball is fun in the offseason because a lot of stuff can happen. The hot stove, and then you got these people signing as well throughout this offseason. But this was just crazy. AJ Hinge and their GM suspended for the year. And then, like, a couple hours later, it was kind of expected to do it, but they fired them uh, out of the job already. AJ Hinge, I mean, we could maybe say he's a great manager, but, you know, with this whole cheating scandal, maybe not. But yeah, they got a harsh penalty, and the fact that the rest of the teams are like, no, they should have like a harsher penalty is absolutely crazy. Gotta love the drama in Major League Baseball. You don't see it as much. You usually see it in the NFL because of Antonio Brown, and of course, like NBA, Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren, Joel Embiid in the Bucks, and then like the Russ, Russell Westbrook and KD, and then LeBron with like whoever's the greatest team or whoever's the best team at that uh, against the best team at that time. But still, this is absolutely crazy and then like today uh the boston red sox fired uh alex cora the their manager who was also in this steel uh sign stealing scandal with them he was like i believe like the assistant manager so the boston red sox are getting kind of screwed over from this as they're as he he got fired by the boston red sox that he was not told by major league they weren't told from major league baseball it's like you gotta fire him but he was like in this and there was gonna be a there was going to be a problem with him. I think the Red Sox are like, no, we're just not going to deal with it. We're going to fire you, man. Will these guys get jobs, AJ Hintz and Alex Cora? Probably. Because they're because what Alex Cora has done with the Boston Red Sox has been pretty good. They won a World Series. You probably want that World Series manager on your team. It's able AJ Hinch. I think AJ Hinch might be a tougher one because like he was the mastermind behind all those things, all the things happening here. So I'm not sure he will get another job in Major League Baseball. Maybe not as a manager, maybe as an assistant, hitting coach, pitching coach, whatever. But managing that's gonna be that's gonna be a little tough. But it, to me, it was a harsh penalty. And I think a lot of people say that is a harsh penalty, but the fact that the rest of Major League Baseball thinks like, 
Oh, no, man. They deserve more. It's absolutely crazy, and you got to love the drama in Major League Baseball. But hopefully this kind of, like, sets the, like, Major League Baseball and, like, the rest of the teams. Like, hey, if you guys do this again, like, this could get really ugly. I mean, we've already, like, this is, this is the harshest punishment any team has had in Major League Baseball history. So the fact that we could do worse is absolutely, like, if you do it again, oh, we will do worse. And I don't think Major League Baseball wants to test it. See, they're not like the Patriots, where, like, the Patriots like, oh, we'll kind of test our boundaries here a little bit, see if we can get away from it. No, they're, Major League Baseball is saying, like, no, if you do it again, you guys are screwed. Because we already gave a harsh punishment the first time. You do it again, oh, there's going to be a harsher punishment. And who knows what happened? Maybe we, I kind of like this, like Major League Baseball, kind of with the issues and drama and everything like that. So we'll see what happens later on in, I guess, Major League Baseball future. But I guess we could talk about this, too, for Major League Baseball since we're on the topic. The Minnesota Twins signed Josh Donaldson, uh, 27, uh, 2015 AL MVP. He had a good season with the Atlanta Braves. The average really wasn't there. 259 uh, on base percentage. 379 was pretty good. 37 home runs. 94 RBIs. 34 years old. Four-year contract. Has a fifth-year option. I don't know if it's a player or a club option. But that's still a lot of years for an older guy that hasn't been consistent as he as he was with the Toronto and Blue Jays. But so this is a massive, massive pickup by the Minnesota Twins. They hit bombs. They're going to hit more bombs. They drive in runs. They're going to drive in a lot more runs. But uh, they got to deal with one other team. I don't think the Indians are going to be a great team next year. I think they'll be like a mediocre team. But they got to deal with the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox are going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to drive in a lot of runs. I think the White Sox might have the better pitching staff overall than the Minnesota Twins. So that's going to be a fun division to watch. The Twins and the White Sox in the AL Central. I think, personally, for me, the Twins are going to win the AL Central. And this is because of experience. This is from because of, like the Twins have done it. I think the White Sox are kind of following in this footsteps of the Chicago Cubs. Like, hey, right now, this is like a year that they could look really good. And they probably will. But, you know, the Cubs, their first year that they were supposed to be really good, they were a wild card team. I feel like this could be the same thing. But I think the White Sox are more planned out to be good for a long, long, long time. The Cubs were only planned out to be good for a couple years. And so, all these trade rumors, all these uh, contracts, implications, and everything like that are happening with them. I still think the White Sox, they got their they got their young guys locked in the long term. Elo Jimenez and Luis Roberts. We'll see with Johan Mankata and Tim Anderson later on. But still, this, they're, they're bundling guys in right now, saying, like, let's get you signed out so we don't have to worry about it in the future. And we can sign the other guys, too, and they can make their money. So, I like what, the, I like what both teams are doing. And I think... This could possibly mean, like, I think the World Series representative from the AL is going to come from the, could probably come from the AL Central, because the Twins look really, really nice. I think they got to get maybe a couple reliable arms. I know they signed, like, I believe, I don't think it was Tanner Rourke, but not, like, top quality pitchers. They have a one at Jose Barrios, I believe, but other than that, I, oh, and, um, oh, I can't think of his name. He was on my fantasy team. I should know this. It wasn't Kyle Gibson. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, he's a, he's a really good pitcher as well, but I think Kyle Gibson would have been a nice if they kept him. Um, I don't know if they kept him or not, I, but I don't think the Twins' bullpen as well and their starting rotation isn't flashy. I think maybe they're going to have to make a trade at the trade deadline to make something really nice. The White Sox are, you know, they look good. The inexperience isn't isn't really the experience, excuse me, isn't really there, which could be hurtful in the and towards the end of the season and everything like that. But I feel like the AL Central could have a representative because let's just say I am wrong about the White Sox because they have a lot of good talent. 
they could possibly be a, a big team to watch for the uh, for that World Series because young guys, a lot of energy, fun to watch, and they're going to be fun to watch. I guarantee you. Tim Anderson already, Elo Jimenez is going to have a great bat. Yasmani Grandal, great catcher, and you're going to bring in Luis Roberts too. And you know you have a lot of these guys that you're signing, bringing in Dallas Keuchel, trading for Nomar Mazara, and let's just say they get Nicholas Castellanos. Like this is going to be a fun team to watch. And I'm a Cubs fan. I, I again, I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these fans where I hate the other team. I'm not one of those fans. I will respect it. I will take shots of. I think every every like fan of any fan base will take shots at their rival or whatever. But I will respect the Chicago White Sox, and I will occasionally root for them. And if they're good and they're in for a World Series contending or whatever, I and the Cubs are not. All right, hey, go White Sox. I want to see a Chicago team. Granted, I do not want to see the Chicago Bears win a Super Bowl because I don't want to deal with all that crap. But um. I will respect the team. I won't root for them, but I will respect it. Unless, like, the Packers need, like, this team specifically to lose, then fine. I, will, I might root for the Bears. But I'm getting a little off topic there, but huge saga right there for the uh, Astros. They already named, like, their interim uh, head coach, and now the owner, I believe, is playing, like, as the, the GM, too. So that's tough. We'll see what the Red Sox could do. And they have a lot of malfunctioning happening, too, because Mookie Betts might be traded next year. J.D. Martinez is a uh, free agent next year. They can have a lot of stuff that could turn south for them, too. So baseball, man, we're only in January, and it's a year-long thing, no matter where you are. In the offseason, whatever, it gets interesting. There's a, there's a couple of still top-notch free agents out there that need homes. Hopefully my Cubs can maybe at least bring one of them back since they haven't done anything. They just made a trade. They traded my 5'6 boy Tony Kemp to the Oakland A's. Not a fan of that, but I guess they traded for like the 26th overall prospect in the A's organization. Come on. Like, really? That's all you guys are going to do? Come on. Be, do something fun. Like the Nolan Arenado trades rumors, I'm not a big fan of, but it's something, I guess. Maybe. Here's it. I think the Cubs fans are desperate. I'm not desperate because I'm not a fan of this Arenado trade because it could hurt the Cubs financially in the long run. You got to give up a lot of pieces for Arenado and you got to find a way to trade Chris Bryant. And right now they're having troubles finding a trade for Chris Bryant because they feel like they're not getting a lot out of the return. And rightfully so for the Cubs because Chris Bryant's a superstar. You want a lot in return, but also... Uh, you want Norlin Arenado? You're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to give a lot back for him. So I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Major League Baseball, and uh, you got the NFL postseason going on. The NBA is in its own world right now. Nothing flashy. You have the Lakers being dominant. The Milwaukee Bucks being dominant. So and the trade rumors don't really come up later until like once we get closer to February. We're only uh, January fifteenth. So we'll see what happens there. But again, we appreciate uh, Kyle Duggar for coming on the podcast. It was great talking to him. We're definitely going to have to give him back on the podcast, especially when he gets drafted. Man, I can't wait to talk to him again. Great guy. Very humble. He's going to be a great player. I guarantee he's going to be very good. And whoever gets him, man, he to me, he has like first-round talent. He has first-round talent, but he's projected to go in the second or third round. Any team that drafts him, even if he goes to the Bears, is going to be a steal. And I cannot wait to watch him succeed in the NFL because, man, he deserves it, man. Tough, uh, not I don't want to say tough road, and I don't know much of his backstory, but still, a guy that deserves it has been fighting for it. You know, D2 school, I'm from a D3 school. You have to earn your way to, like, you have to earn your way up. This guy earned a scholarship to go to D2, earned his way up through injuries and everything like that. He is going to be a stud 
cannot wait to watch him if you want to follow us on twitter make sure you do that at the fresh take underscore underscore if you want to follow my personal twitter you can do that as well take some shots at me at greg williams 28 hey if you want to shout out too you know make sure you add us or whatever we're also very interactive on twitter you can do that we might make fun of you a couple times but who knows who knows maybe it depends on the mood like today was not taking any shots at it because my Clemson Tigers lost for football. But maybe not now because we're officially a basketball school. You can book it. I'm already getting ready for March. Can't wait for March Madness for my Clemson Tigers. Hopefully they don't disappoint me there. But again, appreciate you guys listening to us here on the Fresh Take Podcast. And remember, stay fresh, everyone.